Namaste, yogis. Welcome to episode number one of the Happy Jack Yoga podcast. We're so honored to be here with you and really come together in this new platform. So we see this as an extension of Happy Jack Yoga University and the community. By the way, you know, we've got some live yogis here with us today. Um, and, and this is something that we're going to do is that we're going to facilitate this podcast live weekly in Zoom so that you can join us. And really the intention is to, to bring community together. You know, the intention that's something, especially coming out of the pandemic, the importance of, of coming together and supporting one another uh, through the ups, through the downs, and, and really understanding what yoga is. So that's something we're going to talk about. Um, a little bit about us. So Happy Jack Yoga was founded in 2010. Uh, Happy Jack is my nickname. My parents gave me that nickname when I was a kid. I was just a really happy baby. Then as I, as I grew up and got older, uh, went off to school, I, I got teased a little bit. I got bullied and, and I gained a bunch of weight and, and I really lost that, that inner happiness. And then one day in my late 20s, when my mom suggested I try yoga, I, I really just started peeling away those layers and got back to being a joyful human being again. And so really came back to being Happy Jack. And so Happy Jack Yoga was born. And, you know, so yeah, founded in 2010. I, I won't tell the whole story right now, but just to give a couple of little points along the way, 2012, ended up leaving a career uh, at John Deere, had, you know, been there for 10 years as an engineer. And, and it was a great career and a great path, but it just, it wasn't my passion. And then having ha found yoga and, and great people like we have here with us live right now, we got Elizabeth, Katie, Sue, Tammy, Alice, um, who are joining us on this first uh, kickoff podcast. So thank you for being here. And, and just spending, spending time with people like all of you, it's it just made me realize this is, this is the kind of people I wanna be with. This is how I wanna spend my life. So anyways, did something radical in 2012, uh, quit John Deere, took a one-way flight to India and just ended up, you know, in a few different trips, ended up spending more than a year in India, studying, doing more yoga teacher training uh, and really just embracing the yogic lifestyle. And it's, it's so vast and there's just so much to it. And, and as you know, in upcoming episodes, when we really talk about what is yoga and what is a yogic lifestyle and how can we make it accessible to each of us you know in the west um, there, there's so much uh, available to us and accessible and at the same time you know we don't have to feel like we need to do it all we don't and we're not here to compare to one another you know i i happen to wake up at 4 a.m every day Honda doesn't <laughs> you know she's she's more flexible and i see elizabeth shaking her head nope me neither you know, and, and that's okay, right? We're not here. We don't all have to be the same. We don't have to do the same thing, but, but being with, with people who, who believe in us and lift us up. Uh, and so that's really a big part of what yoga is. And so anyways, India 2012, um, I mean, a few different highlights. I, I taught yoga for Tony Robbins for about five years at his events to, to thousands of people. You know, some of the, the yogis that, that connect with us live here, we met through Tony. Um, I'm currently now studying at Harvard Divinity School. Today is my first day back to classes, uh, second year of school. And so right after this podcast, I get to go to a class on the Upanishads, which is a great sacred yogic text. And so it's, it's just such a beautiful space to be in where I feel like, and this wasn't always the case, by the way, you know, I'm now in approaching mid forties, 
But at this stage of life where so many things are aligned, you know, my, my morning practice, I got my puja space over there. So I wake up and, I, and I, I live these yogic practices in the morning for several hours. And then, and then I head off to school and I get to study, uh, you know, these yogic texts. And, and one of the courses I take is Sanskrit, which is the language that, that the yoga teachings were passed down in. So it's like, I'm studying the language and I'm reading the texts and then I'm getting on my mat and doing the practices and then going to temples and going to ashrams and, and coming together with all of you and really get, getting to experience it. Um, and so th this is, I guess it, it's taken time, but it's, it's a beautiful feeling when there can be that sense of integrity of like everything is aligned. And by the way, that doesn't mean that life always happens as expected. Uh, in fact, that's, that's, we all know that's not the case. But maybe just before I uh, continue, I'll pass it over to Hanna and just share a little bit about, you know, yourself and, and yoga and, and what brought you, what brought you to this path. Oh, yeah, what brought yoga to me was um, also something unexpected. When I was 31, my husband unexpectedly passed away and I was left alone with a three and a five year old. And the experience of losing someone, of course, there was depression and shock and grief and everything but what what was yogic about it for me if i can put it in those terms is that the experience of losing someone didn't make any sense to me in that i i was not raised up in a paradigm where um we talked about souls or the soul's journey or what happens when a person passes away and and my experience of my husband's passing was that that he wasn't here anymore, but he existed in a different way, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so the same week my husband passed, I was lucky enough to find a therapist who somehow intuitively or maybe through what I was sharing, she was saying, you should try yoga. Mm -hmm. And then I did right away. I hopped into yoga classes and and I kept on doing therapy. I still see the same therapist. Um, and so what I want to say is that yoga for me gave another paradigm, another viewpoint, perspectives that I did not inherit from my the culture. I, I'm from Finland. I grew up in Finland. And so I did not have that type of um, understanding of what what happens after we pass what's energy what's the soul what happens when we practice yoga and meditate or do pranayama breathing techniques so then i was lucky to be exposed to this massive tradition which is also very varied of of yoga of eastern teachings that helped me navigate um what what i had to go through it took me years now it's 16 years ago and it still kind of guides me, the teachings of yoga on a, on a subtle level. But what I, I would say like this podcast is also about is, you know, as you can hear from our introduction, for us, yoga is not only yoga poses or breathing techniques or meditation, it is a lifestyle and it keeps, you know, taking us places and showing us different uh, aspects of being hu a human being in a physical body, navigating life, both the blissful moments and the difficult ones and all the boring ones in between, right? So 
that's why we are so passionate to live yoga with you our community and to keep exploring together yeah so well said i mean i just i feel like it's there we truly do. We love it so much. Like, and especially being together, whether it's in person, we had a retreat this summer. We spent an amazing weekend with friends this past weekend. Uh, and, and even just being here in zoom with all of you, um, there's, there's nothing else in the world that we'd rather be doing. And that's, that's a really nice feeling. Mm. Um, and so, you know, we met it's almost 10 years ago, almost 10 years ago, Hanna, you know, while I was leading a yoga workshop in Helsinki, Finland, I was living there at the time because my mom is from Finland and, you know, I was, it was the biggest workshop I had ever taught. It was, there was 71 students and that was, that was pretty huge. Um, and, and I remember leading that workshop and it was, it felt so good. It was amazing. And Hanna, you came up to me at the end of the workshop and you had, you, you actually brought one of my marketing flyers and, uh, you know, she, she, I mean, you you really enjoyed the experience, really connected with it. But then when you looked at my logo, you were like, this logo does not represent the experience uh, that we just had. And, and Hannah happens to be a graphic designer. So that was really the, the start of our conversation. You know, basically in, in a nice way, you said your logo sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, can I help you make a new one, which she has, you can see it on my shirt here now. Um, and and I, I mean, from there, we just, we became friends and best friends and then like created this community together. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, now we lead, you know, for close to 10 years, you know, leading yoga teacher training and bringing people together and getting to have these meaningful conversations. Um, and, and as we talk about, you know, things don't always go as planned in life. You know, in fact, I, I'll, I'll share j- just two hours ago. Wow. It's 11, 11, nice divine timing. Two hours ago, I, I get a text and a phone call and a missed call from my brother. And, and my brother's like, Jack, call me. It's serious news. So you want to think where my mind goes, right? When you get a, when you get a text and missed Your calls Your brother like doesn't that. call you normally. No, he You're does. the one to call him. I call him, yeah. <laughs> so that was out of the blue. And so, you know, it goes to the worst case, like something happened to my parents or something happened to a family member. And I get on the phone and it turns out my parents' house caught on fire. And it's like totaled, like all childhood stuff, like all of their stuff, 70 plus years. You know, this is, we just found this out a couple of hours ago. And, and as much as that sucks, right? That's so crappy in that moment, obviously I felt, I felt so much gratitude because I thought he was going to say something like my parents were in the house or somebody got injured or something. And so you know, they're safe, they're completely okay. And they were t- taking care of Hannah's dog, Hannah's dog Coco is okay. Um, but I guess, you know, in this moment, I, I feel, I, I have so much compassion for my parents because I know they're, that's like their whole life. They've built up their whole life. They've created this space, you know. Yeah, like your, it's your dad, like your dad, his life goal mm. was to retire when he's 40 and live his dream life building, Mm-hmm. um this home for you guys and raise you in nature so yeah and every day of his life is dedicated to this property to keep it flowing and fixing yeah. things and and he loves memories so he's gathered mm-hmm. um a, a lifetime into yeah. this into this home yeah it, it's so it's so true and so i i 
And this is the interesting thing for us as yogis. One of the teachings of the Bhagavad Gita is, is kind of this idea of practicing non-attachment. And we're human though, so I get it. Like when, when things happen. So the, the teachings of the Bhagavad Gita in just paraphrased in a nutshell, the first teaching is to look to your dharma. So really look to your calling, look to your life purpose. What is, What are you meant here to do, to create, to become? And then the second piece is to do it with do it with all of your being, all of your energy, put all of yourself into into your dharma, into your purpose. And then the third step is to let go of attachment to the results. Right. And this is a challenging one for us as, as humans, because we you know, we take actions. Often it's transactional or conditional. We do something to get something in return. But to do these things that we love, without attachment and then the fourth step is really turning it over to higher power so whatever insert whatever word you uh, resonates with you whether that's a god whether that's higher power uh whatever energy and and so you know coming back to this idea when things happen unexpectedly you know this is really an opportunity for us to really practice yoga and and so my immediate thought when i get that call from my brother um and he's like Basically, you know, the house with all the water damage from the fire, they were up till all night, basically, you know, with the fire hoses and stuff. And, and so my first thought, obviously, is like, I'm just so damn grateful that nobody was hurt. And, 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 and I thought also, I thought, you know, I would give up the house, the property, all of that, I would give up all of that for one more day with my parents. Like, let's say if, if they, if they, if, worst case did happen and they were gone like i would give up all of those material things for one more day um you know to and and or many more days now we get many more days and at the same time though even as soon as i say that as soon as those words leave my mouth there's an attachment there as well like i i have an attachment to the physical physical bodies of of loved ones in my life and and obviously that's very normal obviously you know we can all relate with that we have people in our lives like that Uh, but there's something about this practice of yoga that that in some way prepares us prepares us for loss and tragedy and adversity and yeah so this is this is us this is me this is hana you know right now in this moment you know getting to practice these yogic principles and you know i could I won't share them all today, but there's many stories of different things that have happened throughout life that that have provided opportunities to grow and to learn and to to navigate. Um, yeah, but I know you were when you were feeling some emotion as well before this podcast because you, you know, you just you having having had loss, having lost your first husband, you know, it's uh, it's a big thing. And yeah, yeah, and I think it's. Like I was sitting on the couch crying 10 minutes before we hit record um, because I I guess that that's like how my nervous system reacted and a little bit of shock and and also empathy because I know um, how your parents really live that house and that home and that property. That's their dharma. That is their service to the world. And, and that is very beautiful. They do it with so much dedication. So that's what I felt. And also just even the hair of possibility of loss of them, their physical mm-hmm. bodies, obviously, 
makes me very emotional because I have experienced that and because maybe that's just how I'm wired and I and I do admire you for being able to stay so grounded in a moment of shock because this was a real possibility of losing what you cherish the most in the whole universe i know that you are deeply connected to your parents mm -hmm. in ways that not everybody is like that is something unique about you and and it's beautiful that you can stay so um you know grounded and 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 still, of course, you're reflecting on what happened and what could have happened. And you, you notice that how the yoga operates in you instantly, right? Like how mm -hmm. the, the philosophy comes, like you're living the philosophy. It's not just theory, right? That you're saying like, oh, in theory, we should let go of attachment and this and that. But like you really are able to put that into action instantly. And that's... That's and beautiful. I, and I think that's what we need to do, right? I mean, obviously we don't want to all go manifesting, you know, <laughs> adversity and tragedy, and we're not looking for that. But this is like, if we can read all the yoga books and we can take all the yoga teacher trainings, you know, yeah, we offer 200 hour and 300 hour and, you know, become 500. And that's, that's amazing. And it's, it's obviously really helpful, but the, when the, the rubber hits the road, when we, you know, get to actually apply it mm -hmm. and practice it. And, you know, coming back to the importance of community, you know, now we've now we got a dozen, somehow we got twice as many people now, uh, yogis, we got Mexico in the house, we got obviously USA, UK, Canada, Ireland, um, you know, yogis from all around the world who are, who are our family, you know, and as much as my family is going through a mini crisis right now at home, it's like just as much you are my family, you are my chosen family. Yeah, I see you, Tammy Lynn, thank you for that love. And, um, I feel like this is this is the important thing is to surround ourselves with with people that that really support us and love us and encourage us and believe in us. And so, you know, coming back to this, this broad question of, you know, what is yoga? You know, of course, many of us, at least for myself, it, it started with the, the poses, right, the physical asana. And that was my my entrance point, right? If I the way I practice yoga now, which is very spiritual, I could say, you know, very deep, very, you know, a deep, meaningful self-inquiry. If that was the first yoga class that I experienced, I'm pretty sure I would have walked out of there and said, this is not what I'm looking for. I'm here, I'm here to, you know, get a workout or get a stretch or get, get a whatever, get hot and sweaty. And so I'm, I'm so grateful in that sense that there is hot power yoga in the world, because that was, at least for me, that was my entrance point. But then all of a sudden, you know, doing this physical practice of, of hot power yoga, it's like, yeah, I've, I feel so good physically and I'm and I'm making better nutrition choices because I notice how different food makes me feel when I get on the yoga mat. And, and then I noticed that when I'm, you know, I was living in Calgary at the time when I discovered uh, yoga and I noticed that if I'm in a traffic jam or it's a really long red light or whatever, any number of things, just not getting so stressed out mentally. Um, and then I feel like, especially in these recent years, after spending, especially spending time in India, just connecting to higher truth. And again, whatever language each, each yogi wants to use for that, but this higher power, God, divinity, whatever it happens to be, and, and recognizing that we're not the center of the universe. <laughs> At least for myself, you know, I've, I've been self-centered. Hanna, you, you've known it. We've been together 10 years. You've, 
you've you've seen my selfishness you've seen my self-centeredness and of course you've seen good qualities too or you wouldn't be around um but it's i feel like the more that we we do this work and we get on our mat and we do our pranayama breathing practices and we sit in meditation and we and we engage with beautiful souls and have you know all, all the yogis who are here with us live right now we get together every sunday <clears throat> right we have sunday satsang and we get to we get to connect and share and be vulnerable and be real um, and and all of this together is really what makes up yoga and i'm sure in future podcasts you know we're going to talk about uh hands-on assisting and the importance of hands-on assisting and physical connection and what's possible we'll, we'll talk at some point about alignment and bringing integrity into our physical body to then take integrity into our entire lives um, but really you know understanding that there's so much to this practice and so if, you know for you Hanna, if you were to reflect on on all the different facets of yoga and the beautiful experience we had this weekend um, with friends what would what would you say is one of the most meaningful aspects of yoga of the practice of the lifestyle i think that um like what you share about like finding yoga through the physical yoga asana is often the entry point for most people in the west and it's like a in a way what you share is a pretty typical journey into the world of yoga like you just start doing the movements, whether it's hot power or slow, like it doesn't matter what type of physical yoga asana, but most people will notice that there's something about the practice that makes it different than Pilates or um, CrossFit or running or swimming, even though those can be very meditative practices, there's something about yoga that if you keep practicing it, you become curious like it's almost like the physical yoga asana um is some type of like like there's it's kind of like you you plug if the universe had like this electricity circuit and with yoga asana you plug your fingers into the the socket Mm -hmm. you you become part of um a bigger web of wisdom or something because most people will notice that the effects and the aftermath of a yoga class and being in a yoga community practicing with other people on their yoga mats something shifts and most of us become curious about like what is it what is it about yoga that makes me feel so good and so connected not just to myself but to other people even though i practice on my yoga mat and i make sure not to like you know take up more space on my yoga mat in a yoga class mm-hmm. some type of connection happens and do you want to talk about the meaning of the word yoga yeah yeah i can mention that and and, and i'll share as well like what, what yoga really means so yoga it's a sanskrit word it means to unite or to to yoke to to you to connect it really means connection and so obviously <clears throat> this is an opportunity for us to either connect with our breath, to connect with our life purpose, to connect with other yogis in the space, to connect with our community. You know, so yoga, it, it really it really is expansive and, and vast like that. And of all the things, you know, of the many things we've talked about now, I feel like one of the most 
the most powerful aspects of the practice. And we've seen it here with our community, <clears throat> you know, in, at Happy Jack Yoga University, when we're, when we're doing a 200 hour hero's journey or whether we're having a beautiful satsang conversation, it's this deep self inquiry. And I remember, you know, I've, I've done a lot of yoga teacher trainings over the years, you know, here in the US and in Europe and in lots in India. And, and I remember one of my first yoga teacher trainings, it was in Austin, Texas. And we got, we got Katie from Texas in the house. We're sending some love to you, Katie. <clears throat> and um, so it was, it was a seven day program and it was about halfway through the program on a Wednesday night. And our teacher, it was 10 PM. And our teacher said, everybody get on your yoga mat. We're going to practice. And I remember thinking to myself like 10 o'clock, that's, that's bedtime for me. Shouldn't we be going to bed by now? And anyways, we, we get on our yoga mats and we do a two hour long hip opening practice. So if, you know, if you're, if you're newer to yoga, you know, these hip openers are very, at least for me, they're very uncomfortable. They're challenging. They're, you know, and they, they really get it deep into your hips then where, where they say we store emotions, a lot of different feelings and emotions in there. So we were holding these poses for, for quite a long time. We did a, a happy frog pose. Our yogis, our community knows that one for like 25 minutes. That's a long, that's a long happy frog. And uh, so after like two hours of this hip opening yoga practice, now it's midnight. And our teacher says, everybody get with a partner, get with somebody that you haven't had a chance to get to know yet. And that's something we do with our community as well. Like keep meeting new people. And so I sit down with this girl, Carrie from Seattle, and I didn't know her at the time. And we've since become great friends. And, and so we sit down, you know, face to face, cross-legged, and then the lights go out and, and we're instructed. So now each of us, we have 10 minutes to share our deepest, darkest secrets. And, you know, inside there's a little bit of that, like what? Uh, but, you know, this is a safe space, right? It's a yoga teacher training, it's confidential. Um, we're, we're all here doing the work together. We just did two hours of hip openers. And so, you know, I meet with Carrie and I'm like, okay, you know, deepest, darkest secrets. Well, one, you know, I was, I was an alcoholic for many years and I see, we got some sober friends, shout out to Elizabeth uh, and no doubt others as well who are on that path. By the way, not here to preach or say that everybody needs to be sober, but that was, you know, I was 15 years uh, alcoholic and now 14 years sober, which I'm very grateful for. So I shared with Carrie, you know, for, uh, 15 years out of control, also with stupid drugs like crack cocaine and crystal meth and, you know, ridiculous stuff like that, obviously sober from that. Um, you know, something, something that happened is that I, I had cheated on my first wife, not something I'm proud of. This is, this is a woman, friends of Hun and I now, you met her after, somebody that we still love. And she's you know, taken our training. She's taken our 200 hour yoga teacher training. You know, thankfully we have a beautiful relationship with her now, uh, but that's something foolish and silly and, that I did. And so I shared that with, with Carrie, but then something else that came up in that moment what, that I shared was that when I was 16, I'd had a sexual experience with another guy and I had suppressed this memory. I was, I was ashamed. I was embarrassed. I was, I was confused and, and I had just suppressed this. So this was like for 15 years. Uh, and anyways, then I shared with Carrie, you know, and, and anyways, after that, she shared back her deepest, darkest secrets. 
and then and then we went to a noble silence so for the rest of the night we couldn't talk you know i go back to my bunk bed i'm, I'm laying in my bunk bed with my you know different yogi roommates couldn't couldn't say anything you know just with all these these feelings and emotions and the next day we're eating breakfast in silence and of course eventually you know we could speak and share and you know for me that was such a liberating experience to be able to share that now of course those things I'm, i don't condone them they're they're terrible i don't it's not good i don't it's not who i want to be it's not who i am anymore but those are some things that i've done in my past and to be able to to express them and to share them in a safe space where I wasn't judged, you know, is it was so liberating and so freeing. And so I, I really feel like this is, this is the potential of yoga. And, you know, by the way, we're not, you know, all of the yogis here with us live, we're not uh, going to demand or expect you to send us your deepest, darkest secrets. That's not the intention of this, but really just to understand what's, what's possible from this practice. Yeah. And what i what i hear in that is also that yoga is a lifestyle that um creates the circumstances for each of us to you know be the person we want to be and be someone we are proud to be and who we you know like it's an it's a lifestyle that um helps you become who you your highest self, like the best version of you. Mm. And it's not easy to do that alone. Like everyone has done a diet or a whatever, like I'm going to do this. And then a little bit later, we like go of that ambition. But because of the union of yoga, meaning there's a community, that's why Jack and I um, are enthusiastically every time we come, like we leave live, live calls like this, between three and five, six, seven times a week with our community, depending on what training we're leading and what's happening. But basically we are with our community and it typically it's not just you and I talking like now there's a podcast, so we're talking mainly, but on the normal calls, we all share. Everybody gets to share either in a breakout room with a friend or through the chat or they raise a hand and we talk together. So yoga is a lifestyle that you can access in the ways that is appropriate for you so it's not like everybody needs to do what jack does or i do but there are lots of things we can do to to support ourselves be our best selves and then the other aspect of this is that it's a community right where we are lifting each other up and not just Jack and I lifting each other up, but the community lifts itself up when mm. when we're in a training together and we share and we are an inquiry around these topics, like what's easy and what's hard. It's not about like everything's always an ocean of bliss because it isn't. It's difficult to be our best selves sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so what I hear in your share is that this path has made you a better person like who you're proud to be mm. right it gives you uh, a context like a different reality where you can be who you really want to be yeah yeah and and there's like a level of accountability as well you talk about lifting each other up honestly yeah the dozen other yogis here with us you you speaking for myself you lift me up every week 
because this is the thing, you know, as yoga teachers, it's our, we can say it's our dharma, it's our purpose, it's our calling, this is what we love, this is what we do. But let's be honest, there's lots of days, it would be so much easier to just, you know, stay, stay in bed or stay or, or whatever, do anything else other than show up and, and hold the space and facilitate. So what I'm saying is, you know, very often before I'm leading the calls on Sunday, there's a little bit of inner resistance of like, oh, I'd rather just go for mm -hmm. a walk or take it easy. But I'll tell you what, every single time that we come together for Sunday satsang or a 200 hour sharing circle or any, any of the other calls that we have, uh, I, I feel like you all lift me up, you know, through your sharing, through your vulnerability. And, and I guess that's part of what our, our, our hope and our wish is of, of this podcast is that, you know, through our sharing, it'll, you know, inspire you to, to just reflect and to think and to, and to surround yourself, whether it's locally, whether it's online, like finding people that, that you can have these meaningful conversations with. And I just want to do a quick shout out to, to Mel who is my, my uh, ex-wife and because she's actually, as we speak, and hopefully she'll watch this one day, she's in rehab right now and she's getting sober and we are so damn proud of her. She, she doesn't have access to a phone or anything right now, but I'll tell you what, cause we were on that path together of, of the, the partying and the, you know, just really not heading in a good direction. And the fact that she's, she's now inspired um, to, to make changes. And again, you know, you know, I always have this little disclaimer that, you know, we're not saying everybody needs to give up alcohol. If you, if you can enjoy a glass of wine and that works for you, then, you know, you do you. Uh, but definitely for me, definitely for some of us, it's like the, uh, a necessary thing. And, and, and the same with, you know, nutrition. You know, yeah, I happen to be vegan, but I'm not here. And I know several of you are, but many are not. And that is okay as well, right? That we can find we find this balance, we find this way to, to make it work for us. Because as much as, as much as we do the practices of yoga and prepare ourselves, you know, there's life continues to, to present us with opportunities. And yeah, another, another fun, I won't say fun, but unexpected uh, experience was in, it was 10 years ago now, it's 2013, had just just arrived to Finland. You know, I was there. Uh, I was I, I had, uh, living with my mom's mom. I had, like wanted to connect to my Finnish roots, teaching yoga, you know, sharing what I love, connecting with great yogis. And then all of a sudden I got diagnosed with cancer. Did not expect that. How old were you? I 10 years ago. So I guess I'm turning 33. Yeah, 33. And so you know, totally didn't expect that. And yet in that moment, when I got that diagnosis, I, I felt immense gratitude, just like I did today. Mm -hmm. Just like, and, and as much as it sucks, and that sucked, and it sucks about my parents' house catching on fire and all the stuff being destroyed. I just, I felt that when I got that diagnosis of cancer, I felt this immense gratitude. And I was like, you know what? Um, you know, even if, and I've said this to you before, even if the worst case scenario, and I had like six months to live, um, I feel so fulfilled with this path by living a yogic lifestyle, surrounding myself with amazing, beautiful souls, like all of you here with us live, all of you listening. And, you know, and so anyways, I, you know, I had to, you know, organize some things and I had to go back to Toronto and, and I was back in Canada for a month. So basically there was this period of one month that I had, that I knew that I had cancer, probably it was there some months before. 
but this one month that I was aware of it. And that one month was truthfully one of the best months of my life. You know, I got to come back home to Canada to be with my family, who you know I love so much. I got to meet my nephew, Gus, you know, who was just born. So he's 10 now, right? He was just born uh, at that time and uh, did a great course on life coaching, you know, really got into coaching as well as the yoga, had a quick surgery and, and within, you know, within a month back in Finland, back in Helsinki, teaching yoga, sharing what I love. In fact, it, it happened so quickly. And, and I know that's not the case for everybody who gets a serious diagnosis. It can go very differently. Uh, and I and we you know say all of this sensitively, uh, but there was almost a part of me that was a little bit disappointed, you know. I would because I had this like vision of like I'm gonna I'm gonna spend all this time at the the Toronto Sick Kids Hospital and I'm gonna you know play some guitar and sing some songs and teach some yoga to these kids you know who are going through tough times. But then all of a sudden I'm I'm healthy I'm healed, so you know back in Finland and doing what I love, uh, but it it if those kind of things happen, if the, the cancer diagnosis, if the, um, you know, what happened today with losing home, if those things all happened before I found the practice of yoga, I know that I, I would have been a lot more stressed and a lot more fear and a lot more overwhelm. And, and so really, I feel like this practice of yoga, it just, it prepares us as best as it can for life. It prepares us to, to, be better in relationships. It prepares us to, to connect with a higher power if that's something that we relate with. It prepares us for adversity. Um, and again, all that said, you know, we have to create it in our own authentic way because, mm -hmm. because we are very different. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I'll just share, well, just for fun, I'll just read my phone. This is, this is what I do every morning. And please do not compare and please do not uh, think that this is the only way to practice yoga. You know, my alarm goes off at 4 a.m. And then I jump into an ice bath. Love it. First thing, you know, cold therapy. Get into the ice cold water. I have my, my lemon water. Um, and then right onto the yoga mat. Now it's 4.30. Now it's 4.30. Four alarms already went off. Yeah, these are just little, little, uh, and they're not, uh, what's the word? They're not like alarms. They're like, no, I can't hear them. Yeah, they're just very like gentle. Like when I'm here. And when I hear the alarm goes out, it's like, yes, I get to get into the cold bath. Yes, I get to make my lemon water. Oh yeah, now I get to get on my yoga mat. And this is, you know, it's, it's something that I love and it works for me. So now, you know, get on the yoga mat, uh, doing some pranayama, some, and, and then by five o'clock, this is when I get into meditation. And, and right these days, really practicing mantra meditation. So, you know, chanting on these these malas for those who are watching this video you, the audio can't see but i have this this japa bag right with my malas in here so chanting uh then studying sanskrit which is you know the divine the at 5 30 5 30 is just studying sanskrit uh then 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 having some greens juice and then going for a walk because now it's 6 30 in the morning the sun is up i've done all those hours of practice before the sun comes up which is uh, in the, the yoga tradition is called Brahma Mahurta. So those couple of hours before the sun comes up is the most auspicious time. It's the most, it's when we're most connected. It's like the, the mind is still, the mind is sattvic, which means pure. So it's a beautiful time to practice. So then now the sun comes up, go out for a walk, you know, continue chanting my mantra while walking, getting in vitamin D, 
Um, and then, and then I do, I work out, you know, I, every day I either strength train or cardio and, and one day, I should say one day off a week, three days a week of strength train, three days a week of cardio, one day of rest and yoga every day. And, and so, you know, do that for uh, 45 minutes. That is breakfast. But by the way, breakfast is not the way that it used to be. Now, now when I prepare breakfast, I prepare it with love. Instead of like rushing and hurrying and like driving somewhere while I'm shoveling oatmeal into my mouth. And being someone who has like an aversion to anything kitchen related. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a big transformation <laughs> yeah. because yeah, I, that's a good point because I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a guy who loves being in the kitchen, but now <laughs> I just have this totally different perspective. It's like now I'm preparing it with love so, so that I can be my best, but even more so, you know, preparing it for divinity, for higher power, to create, to connect with higher power. That's at least for me, a big part of this yoga practice. And it doesn't have to be for everybody. And what's the prayer you say when, before you eat it to help you? What is the, yeah. So before I, before I eat, I, I bless by saying, you know, uh, dear Lord, thank you for blessing us with this sanctified food. Please empower us with the energy obtained from this prasadam to serve you with love and be an instrument of your grace. And that was a, a simple prayer from a Swami named Radhanath Swami. And it's really just about, you know, saying thanks and saying appreciation. And, and so, you know, and taking let's turn this, this into service. That's right. Turn it into service. And so that I can be nourished to then serve others. And, and I feel like, you know, we got, I, I still got a long way to go. I got lots of defects and faults and all of that. Um, but it's like by doing these practices, it helps me show up here better for all of you. You know, all of you here live with us in Zoom, uh, all of you listening on the podcast, all of you members of Happy Jack Yoga University. And so anyways, you know, then after that, I won't get into all the details. The list goes on. The list goes on. You know, my day <laughs> planner, you know, by the way, I should do a little plug. Uh, but before the end of the year, uh, a Happy Jack Yoga planner will be released. Uh, and it's and it's really a, a day planner so that you can decide, well, what time of day am I going to do my meditation? What time am I going to do my asana? What time am I going to go to bed so that I get up at a certain time? And just, you know, put in your different calendar appointments have some morning journaling questions to really get you in that that feeling of gratitude, some evening reflection questions to, so that you can celebrate. Uh, it's so easy to focus on what's not going right in our lives to just be able to, yeah, so anyways. That, and, to, and to help help yogis and ourselves to what we learned this weekend as this, like keeping the main thing the main thing. Like, yeah, you, you're, you're a disciplined person. I think you feel accomplished with each alarm going off and, you know, that's how you work. But the main thing of all mm. of this at the end of the day is for each of us to, to find the way to practice. Maybe we do one of those things that Jack does 15 of, cause that's how he's made. That doesn't mean that we all need to turn into little happy Jacks by any mean, but what is the main thing? for you in this lifetime with what you have, what resources you have been given in this very moment. What's the point of all of this? What's the point of um, getting up every day? Like, I think that too is something that, that we often don't have time or space to reflect on because life is busy and, and we are all 
overwhelmed with responsibilities and and duties and and have to make money and i promise this to my friend and i have kids and a million things that we have to do and also want to do and it can turn into this kind of a rat race where we just keep on doing things maybe less mindfully and with less um relaxation or with less ease so all of these practices at the end of the day are about finding what's the main thing for you how can you thrive and have a feeling of expansion of being grown like we think that when we're teenagers or babies that's when we grow and that's when we become somebody but research shows that that never should stop and we never are the one same thing that we thought we were i find like what i find fascinating about all of this practice like what wakes me up enthusiastically when i can't connect to that enthusiasm it's because i'm excited to see what i will learn today how i what it will my experience be on my yoga mat and what I learn about myself and the life I'm living, the people that I share my life with, it's exciting to me. And when it doesn't feel exciting, that means I'm depressed, something's in the way, I'm not um, keeping the main thing, the main thing for whatever reason, not to put blame on me, it can be the circumstances as well. And so all this to say that in your daily planner, our daily planner, will um will put together a system where you can reflect and then uh, plan your day accordingly and mm -hmm. so that it feels like there's a deeper purpose than just you know eating and sleeping and waking up and eating and on repeat yeah that's a great point and it, it really what it does it brings intention mm. it brings intention to each moment of our day it brings intention to to the, our life in general um, and, you know, coming back to many of us here are yoga teachers, certainly probably everybody listening is a yogi a practitioner, and many of us are yoga teachers, and our intention makes such a difference when we show up for our students, whether it's in Zoom class, whether it's in person, um, if we, because if we have that focus on ourselves, they're like, oh, what are they going to think of me? Am, am I going to do good? Are they going to like it? Do they want this? Maybe they don't want that. If like kind of self-focus on ourselves, mm -hmm. it's just very small. It's not bad. It's not wrong. It's just, it's, it's limited versus if our intention is like, how can I, how can I serve? How can I lift others up? How can I, you know, hold the space so that everybody can, you know, can, can be uplifted to progress, to do the, do this great work. And even if it's, you're not a teacher, but you have a family, you have a workplace, you have people in your life that you're interacting with. And it's through those relationships also that we grow and expand and we need to learn how to manage them in a healthy way and, and keep growing hopefully together. Right. Mm -hmm. So even if not everyone wants to be a yoga teacher, the same principles apply to everyone who, who is alive, who has a body and breathes. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I'm just thinking like really another, another aspect of this practice, like yes, on our yoga mat, the asana practice is balance, right? So we challenge our balance, but then it's about like really being able to bring balance into our everyday lives. And that's something I work on. I'm a Libra. Um, you know, I'm very extreme. I'm very, I go you know, from this side to that side. And I'd like to feel like at this stage of life, it's all good, but it can be, 
it can be extreme. And if I think about, you know, coming back to material possessions that we talked about earlier, you know, there was a time when I, I, I lived in the US, I'm Canadian, well, I'm in the US again now, but you know, 2006, 2007, working for John Deere, living in the US, and you know, we had a, a big house, big house out in the countryside. Um, and then and then I relocated to Calgary, Alberta and, and downsized into a, a condo, but it was still fancy and it was high, high rise and you could see the Rocky Mountains. Um, and then and this and then as I find yoga, then I'm like, well, I don't need all of this. And then I moved into a basement suite and, and really lived in this basement suite for several years. That's where I did the majority of, you know, this the self the self inquiry and the, the yogic growth. Uh, and then, you know, from there moved in with my parents uh, into the house and and did that and then eventually left and you know took the one-way ticket to india and was homeless you know and just like sleeping on airport benches you know staying at little cheap hostels whatever um and as though as i kind of let go of those material attachments i felt more and more free as i you know i um all the all of the couch and the tv and stuff i had in my home i gave that to my ex, gave that to Mel, and it, just, it felt so liberating to have, you know, nothing. Um, and, and obviously, you know, so I, I did that extreme and then I've, you know, come back to a, a bit of a balance now. And so we're not suggesting that everybody needs to give up all their material possessions or, you know, take a one way to get to India or, you know, leave relationship, um, but really, you know, simple living. And again, I, I see Elizabeth here on our top row who's really committed to living simply. And there's this idea in yoga of like simple living and high thinking, right? So it's not versus um, getting, you know, indulged in all of the, the distractions. And it's, it's, it's honestly, it's almost like it makes no material sense. Like it doesn't make sense. Sometimes the, the lifestyles we, we choose, the disciplines that we bring into our lives, we get on yoga mats and, and do these uncomfortable postures, right? Most people are doing everything they can to avoid discomfort, right? They, and, and I'm, I'm just as guilty of it, I do it too. But whether that's, you know, watching Netflix, getting caught up in social media, you know, stuffing my face with food, you know, in the past, if it was the alcohol, the drugs, the, the work, being a workaholic, all these things that we distract with. And, and yet as yogis, we intentionally challenge ourselves, discipline ourselves, put ourselves, stretch ourselves beyond our comfort zone, whether that's waking up at 4 a.m. or getting in a cold black bath or, or doing a pigeon pose, right? Whatever it is for us. <clears throat> and it just, it really prepares us in a way. It prepares us for the unexpected things in life. And, and again, there's just like this feeling, I guess this is my wish for every single person listening to this, and I know it's not easy and I know it's not doesn't happen immediately, but like really my wish is that we all find that thing, whether it's yoga, whether it's community, whether it's something completely different. Find that thing that that makes us feel alive and just lights us up and lifts us up. You know, I I spent you know, 40 close to many years of my life, I didn't, you know, want to get out of bed or it's just like, oh, it'd be so much easier to whatever. But now I can truthfully say, I can't wait to get up and get going and doing these practices and just feel like there's nothing else I'd rather be doing. I feel like the whole world is sleeping. They are literally, or at least people on my time zone. 
you know, the whole world is sleeping and to be, you know, doing this work so that I can become better to serve, to serve, to contribute, to, to help others. This is what yoga is for me. Mm-hmm. And yet, if you asked me one year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, it would have been a very different answer. And so I love, you know, what you shared earlier, Hanna, that it's just, it's, it's always evolving. It's, it's always changing and, and we're always growing and we still got, I got a long way to go. You know it, but we're doing the work. Yeah. I love what you said about, um, feeling that there's what you're doing right now, like this moment, I, there's nothing else I'd rather be doing than what I am doing. Like imagine that level for each of us, like independently of what that it means for Happy Jack or me or your neighbor, but for yourself, like what would that mean if, and maybe you are living it and that's beautiful. It's a blessing. And then I would want you to go deeper into it and really feel it and, and stay in it. But like, if you're not there, what would that mean? Like what kind of life, what kind of circumstance would it need to be for you to be able to say that there, what I'm engaged in right now in my life is exactly what I want to be doing. This is who I want to be. And this is like, here's where I belong. Mm-hmm. You know, like sometimes I have glimpses of that. And then sometimes I don't. And though it's, it's a, it is a reality. I know it's possible because I've had that. I've lived that. And maybe it's a moment to moment thing. It doesn't always mean like I've got my life figured out. I know where I'm going to be in five years. No, just right now. What would that feel like? And how can I stay in it when I do feel it? And what would be the ideal circumstances for me to feel I like this? What's happening right now? is beautiful and is a blessing and i'm happy with this i'm where i i need to be right Mm. we do have a say in that right yeah and and i feel like just just surrounding ourselves with people who either have found that who are on that path uh, which is the case for many of the yogis here with us live and in the community and even for those of us that haven't yet just being with people that that are seeking Mm -hmm. that are like just sincerely asking questions and seeking and and just to really genuinely you know committed to becoming their best selves and so even if we haven't all figured it out which really none of us have in a way um you know just just being in community with those who are who are on that path and it's a big part of what we do here mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm excited uh just a couple of weeks that the next 200 hour hero's journey begins i'll just do a quick plug for that you know great we, way to find out what we just talked about yeah i mean that's that's what the you think that when you sign up for 200 hour yoga teacher training it's like oh yeah i'm gonna learn how to to how to teach a sun salutation and, and get which a certificate you will which you will and it's you know really so much more than that and so having you know we've led these trainings all around the world you know from canada to europe to uh india all over the world and and now we get to do it online so just the way that you're you're connecting with us now you know in fact everybody here with us live has done the 200 hour heroes journey no surprise um and and beyond some of you many times some of you many times because uh, we you know it's that fun it's fun and the work never stops but anyways if you're if you're interested if you want to just connect, send us an email, uh, info at happyjackyoga.com. 
Again, or also any questions, any thoughts, anything you'd want us to discuss on this podcast. Mm -hmm. That's the best way to um, interact with us. Info at happyjackyoga.com. Yeah, that's right. Send us questions because we, we, we got a lot of uh, really amazing topics that we're excited to engage in. And at the same time, we, we want it to be relevant. So, mm -hmm. you know, send us questions. Uh, our intention, we're going to be here each week. Tuesdays, 11 a.m. here Zoom. If, by the way, if you want to join us live in Zoom, this is send us an email to that info at happyjackyoga.com. We'll send you the, the Zoom link, the secret Zoom code, uh, so that you can come in here for this one hour a week. And, you know, we get to say hello and connect with some of the yogis before we hit record uh, and, and just be able to be in the space and, you know, connect. Some of the yogis are sending chats to one another. Um, so, if you have questions, please let us know. And of course, there's many, many other courses. I'm not gonna overwhelm with them, but we got Yoga Nidra course starting in a few weeks as well. That's yogic sleep, which is very powerful and very you know necessary these days. Um, and then also, you know, just just whatever. Really, our wish for you is to to spend time with people that lift you up. Spend time with people that nourish you. You know, you you do that for me, Hanna. You know, all of you on the Zoom do that for us. And and you know, please join us whenever you can. You know, I'll, the other thing I'll say, we we've set up a, a Patreon account, patreon.com forward slash Happy Jack Yoga. If uh, we're just this is episode one, so we're not expecting anything. But if you, <laughs> if you tune in for a few weeks and you're like, you know what, this is really great and it lifts me up and you know, if you want to make a small contribution for the, the price of a cup of coffee per month, uh, you know, five bucks, you can you can make a donation. And that really supports us to, to keep this podcast going uh, and, and really being able to share with all of you. So we're excited because right after this, we get to upload our very first episode one. It's going to be in Spotify. It's going to be an Apple podcast. It's going to be in Google podcasts. We are live on Facebook right now. We are gonna put, we're gonna upload this to YouTube. Uh, and of course, you know, we get to be here in Zoom live and, and see, see the faces of our, of our best friends. Mm -hmm. And so thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. So many things more that we wanna share, but that'll come in upcoming podcasts. <laughs> but please, you know, if, if I could just leave with, if you could, you know, send some love and prayers and high vibes to my parents, uh, you know, who had this this big shock this morning of the house. Now let's send them some love and um, we appreciate you. We love you, yogis. And uh, we're going to see you again very soon. Community, we're going to see you very soon. Um, make it an amazing day. Thanks for being here. And, and we'll namaste. see you soon. Namaste. Namaste, friends. <laughs>